Royalty Gone Bad Chapter 1 to Chapter 4 Asterisk 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 Writers POV Assad USAD Son of Lakhdar USAD and Hadija USAD Sultan and Queen of Zagar A little but wealthy kingdom Somewhere in the rural parts of Morocco Had finally returned from his vacation in Australia he was a young and intelligent 22-year-old man who had recently gotten his master's. A few years after he'd graduated from college. Oh, he sure had attended the best schools. He'd attended high school in a prestigious school in Istanbul. And had gotten his first degree in Dubai. As well as his master's. He was quite educationally accomplished at such a young age. One thing that made his parents very proud. The only thing. That made his parents proud. They began to regret the past because they had spoiled him a lot while growing up. Assad had turned into an arrogant, egocentric and proud person. Who could talk him down? Who? A whole prince. No. You had to be crazy to dare. He would have your ass thrown in the royal dungeon. He had the authority to. Assad as the crown prince of Zagar. Was expected to be very careful in whatever he did. But he didn't give a damn. He had the wrong group of friends. He would spend money carelessly and on a party life. He went to places and attended parties a prince was supposed to attend. On top of it all, he was a lover of women and shamelessly showed himself with dishonorable women. Women who showed too much skin or approached men shamelessly. Sometimes he would bring disrespectful foreign friends he met in other countries. To the palace. Against his father's orders. In Zagar, honor was very important to the people. And tradition was very important as well. Assad lacked that honor and sure didn't give a damn about tradition. This worried his parents. If he didn't change and was made king, he would put his needs before that of the people. Angering them and causing them to fight for his overthrow. The king and queen didn't want that. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Jafar, where is my son? King Lakhdar asked the chief butler and Assad's royal advisor. Jafar was a man in his late forties and like a second father to Assad. He'd been in charge of teaching Assad royal manners when Assad was still a child. He always kept an eye on him and made sure the prince was well taken care of. He also gave Assad advice which concerned both his royal duties as prince and other advice that had nothing to do with his royalty. It is nine and he still is down for breakfast. The queen added. A little frown on her face. Breakfast is at 8.30 every morning. But he is never on time. And we can't eat without him. Maybe he is tired from his journey. The king told his wife. My sultan. He returned at six yesterday evening and retired to his room immediately. He didn't even have the evening meal with us. We almost didn't see him. He's had enough time to sleep, the queen stated. It was the same story, almost every morning. I'll send for him right away, your majesty. Jafar bowed a little and left the dining room. Immediately, he was going to call one of the errand boys when he came across Sada. Sada, he called and the young girl approached him. Good morning, father. Good morning, dear. How did you sleep? Well, father, good. The sultan and queen have demanded that Assad be called to join them for breakfast. If you are not busy, 
I'd rather you go. Okay. Father. Sada was that beautiful Arab girl. The respectful and always smiling one. A good daughter and someone every adult of the palace wished their children could follow. As example, her father had brought her up. Well, Sada was good. But with her friends or around people of her peer group, she could be a troll. She had a bad mouth that only those that had offended her could testify about. She wasn't perfect like the adults of the palace thought. She followed in her father's footsteps and would soon be a royal advisor herself. When she would be fully independent and had completed her school. For the moment she was like her father's intern or student and the prince's occasional assistant. Occasional because as mentioned earlier, she was still learning. Sada made her way past the bodyguards and up the huge stairway that seemed to have no end. She'd last seen the prince. Five months ago. The best months of her life. Along with whichever period that he'd been away. She disliked him because he was just so disrespectful to the parents who'd given him everything. Sada had a strong ethic and she really did not appreciate arrogant and ungrateful people. Like the prince. But who was she to judge him? Asterisk. Assad's POV. There were several knocks at my door. Causing me to frown and toss in bed. I was exhausted. I'd slept very late the previous night because I'd been watching TV and drinking a little. Knock. 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 I groaned and buried my face in my pillow. Lazily, I sat up and wore my robe. After tying it, I spoke. Come in. A few seconds after, Sada stepped in. Saba Al-Khair Alamir AZ, good morning. Prince Asad. She greeted and curtsied. Good morning. Sada. I rubbed my eyes. Welcome back. MMM. Thank you. What is it? I asked. Standing. Your Majesty, the Sultan, and the Queen, have requested that you join them immediately. For breakfast. I knew it. Can't they eat without me? Like they do when I'm away. Soups. I sighed and stretched I'll be down after a quick bath. Okay. My prince. She curtsied and turned to leave but I spoke. You look bigger. Sada. I've been away for a few months and you've already changed a lot. I said, noticing how taller she'd grown. You are 17, right? I turned 19 three months ago. She replied, plainly. Excuse my mistake. Tell my father I'll be down in few. And send someone to clean this room up. It's a mess. Yes, my prince. Now move along. I waved her away. When she was gone, I went straight to the bathroom. Sada's POV. Now move along. I mimicked with a skull on my face. Such a billy goat. I rushed down the stairs and to the dining room, where I told the sultan and his wife that Assad would soon join them. Immediately after, I went to the gardens to join the maids and servants of my age group. You've seen the prince. Sada. Yamina asked while she and the others folded the laundry that had been drying outside. Yes I did. He wants his room tidied. I do it. Aisha quickly replied and the others giggled. I want to see him again. And with that, she rushed away. You all treat him like he's some god. Saddam mused, rolling her eyes. Here, 
He is like one. Sada. It's a fact. He's just so cute. If you say so. She didn't see how incredibly Han her was. He looks like a billy goat. With that hair. Sada. Her friends burst out in laughter and she joined them. Asterisk asterisk asterisk. Writer's POV. Aisha was busy cleaning the prince's room. Unaware he was still in the bathroom. She was fixing his sheets when he stepped out of the bathroom. She froze. Surprised and immediately uncomfortable. Luckily, Asad had on a pair of trousers. Even till then, she reddened on seeing his nude chest and upper body. Normal. He was sculptured and smooth. Staring at his golden and perfectly tan skin made you want to run your fingers over it. Good morning, my prince. She curtsied, her eyes on the floor. Good morning. He walked up to his drawers and got some body lotion which he poured into his palms and applied on his skin. Aisha, like a dumbass, watched him rub the lotion over his torso, rib tummy and strong arms. And he was tall. So tall. One more trait that had the girls and young women of Zagr swooning over. Were you sent here to stare at me? He asked plainly and Aisha snapped out of it. Her cheeks reddening even more. I'll come back when you are done, my prince. No, he cut in firmly. Go on. I want my room cleaned as fast as possible. Okay, my prince. She picked her duster once again and went on cleaning the place. Asad went to his huge dressing room and picked one of his very white and expensive shirts. He wore it and started to button his shirt's wrist, leaving the dressing room. He stopped when he'd stepped out. On seeing Aisha, the girl was on four legs as she struggled to sweep any possible dirt that might be under the royal bed. All Asad could see was her round bum in the air. Silently, he approached her from behind. She heard nothing. He stared down at her. Loving the position in which she was. He smirked to himself as naughty thoughts crossed his mind. He was perfectly aware of the fact that all those servant girls and maids were nuts over him. It was a fact. And he sure took advantage of it. Not that he'd slept with any of them. His parents would kill him. He just played with them. Played very expensive jokes. Aisha stood. Unaware. And was dusting her hands. She turned and gasped, when unexpected and surprised. She hit his bare chest because he'd been standing right behind her. Um, I, I'm sorry, your majesty, she mumbled. It's fine, he smirked and the girl thought she would pass out. Button my shirt. His sudden order was firm, but something about it was so sexy. Dominant and sexy. W what? I said. He raised her chin with his finger. And her breath caught up in her chest. Button my shirt. Now. Trying not to pass out. Aisha raised her shaky hands and did as she was told. Who was she to refuse orders from the prince? No matter their type. As she did so. There was a brief knock at the door and Jafar walked in. Causing Aisha to freeze. Jafar let out a little exasperated sigh. He was tired of Assad always asking inappropriate favors. Or demanding rather. From the Navi and younger maids. It was always the same story. From massages to private dances and much more. Aisha. He said plainly and the girl stepped away from the prince. 
She curtsied and left the room. Immediately. What's up? Jeff R. Missed you. Old man. Asad chuckled and finished the job. A shah had started. No, what's up when you are here? Asad. I'll repeat it over and over. Here. You are royalty and you have to be as formal as much as possible. Mind your language. Jafar sighed and Asad laughed. Okay. How are you? Or, even better, how do you do? Jafar. The prince mused. I'm fine. Your Highness. Thank you. Missed you too. Jafar replied. Finally smiling. I see you are back to bothering the maids. You really should stop. MMM. Whatever. He finished dressing and both men left the room. Asad's POV. Good morning. Father. I said. Kissing my father's gold ring. Good morning. Mother. I kissed my mother's cheek and then joined them at the table. Good morning. They both replied. Finally. We get to see you. You arrived yesterday and didn't even tell us about your trip. You retired straight to your room. The sultan started and I tried hard not to roll my eyes. Was bummed. I replied. Causally. Language. My mother cut in firmly and I gave up. Rolling my eyes. I was tired. Dear mother and father. Happy. I asked with sarcasm. They stared silently for a while. I missed you a little and at some point. I was happy to come back here. I'm beginning to regret. I added. Looking at my watch. Enough. My father said firmly and I decided not to say another word. He could be hard on me when really angry. How was your vacation? The queen asked. Trying to cool tensions and change topic. It was great. I replied with a little smile. Good to know. My dear. Soon we were served and dished. As we ate. We spoke of other things and of course. Royal issues came up like what? I had to prepare to take over the throne very soon and blah blah blah. That didn't bother me. Until. Why haven't you chosen a wife yet? Asad. My mother asked and I tried not to roll my eyes again. Stupid tradition wanted me married at 23. Which was a few months ahead. And it was only once I was married that I could be later on crowned. Sultan of Zagar. At 25. I wasn't ready to get married. I loved my playful life and women. Oh. Women. So many beautiful women I could taste. I tasted a lot but I wished I could taste all of them. Getting married was like putting a lock on me. I didn't want that. I believed I was still too young to think about getting married. Because I haven't. I replied casually. Eating my meal. Asad. We presented you with a list of eligible women that would be perfect for you. So you would chose one. Why haven't you taken a decision? The queen asked with a frown. Because none are good enough for me. Final. And I don't even have marriage in mind. I replied. What? The sultan had been staring silently all this while. You are getting married. He started whether you like it or not. I have a very good friend. A rich man. He has a daughter that has studied abroad just like you. She is back in Zagra and I will organize a ball tomorrow evening. And invite her as well as her parents. I want you to get to know her because if you don't find or chose an eligible wife for yourself, you will marry her.
I almost choked on my food. What? What if I don't? Try me and see what happens. Asad. He threatened her name is Zoo. And I will organize for your marriage with her if you don't find a woman for yourself. Before you turn 23. I couldn't believe my ears. Mother. I turned to the queen for help. It's a decision we both took. Was her firm reply. You are kidding me. I growled and stood. Hitting the table with a hand. Assad. Sit down. My father ordered but I ignored him. I grabbed my phone and left the table. I was heading for the dining room's exit but two guards stood in my way and blocked the entrance with their guns. Of course. The sultan had spoken. Rolling my eyes. I turned and stared at my father. You can't force me to eat. I'm not hungry. Allow me to leave because no matter what. I'm not sitting again. I stated in a matter-of-fact manner. They hated arguing with me because it saddened them. That was my strength and no matter what. They would give in to me. Shaking his head in possible disappointment. He motioned for the guards to let me go. And they did. I stormed out. I was annoyed because I knew they'd meant the marriage issue. And whatever I did would not change their minds. For the first time. I knew I was doomed. Concerning a decision of theirs. There was no way they would give in to my tantrums this time. Wedding. My foot. I muttered and dialed a number on my phone. Hello. Assad. Yes. Abdul. Where are you? I really need to chill. Can always count on me. I have new imported liquor. Some powder as well as hot ladies. What would I do without you? I smiled to myself. I'm on my way. We'll be there in five. Okay. I hung up and rushed outside to my superb. Open sports car. The only jewel I really valued. It cost a fortune and was worthy of me. I didn't bother to open the door but just jumped over and right in. My prince. Sada called and I saw her rush to the car. Her list in her hand. What? I asked. Rudely. We were supposed to have an appointment with the royal tailor and... No. Thank you. I retorted and started the car keep your royal duties and stupid list. Okay. Now move before I run over your toes. She stepped away immediately and I drove off. My tires screeching as I did so. Asterisk asterisk asterisk. Writer's POV. The palace people weren't surprised when the prince returned very late. Drunk. High and smelt of cheap perfume from the dishonorable women he probably was with. Jafar had to order the guards to hurriedly take him up to his room before his parents had a heart attack. At the sight of their son. Lipstick stains all over his once. Pure white and expensive shirt. Everyone pitied the old king. He's an airhead. Sada told her father. While she fixed his bed with new sheets. Sada. The language. Jafar corrected, resting in his armchair and tired from all the day's activities. Sorry, father, but it is true. I feel so bad for the king and queen. They're sure nice people, yet their son gives them high blood pressure. I wish he could be a little more grateful towards them. Sada, my dear, it is better we don't mind their business. I too, disapproves the prince's attitude. But what can we do? His parents need to firm up a little more. Maybe it's not too late to change him. I hope. 
She stepped back. Finished. I'm done. Thank you, my dear. He stood and hugged his only daughter. Jafar had two children. An older son. Ahmed. And Sada. Ahmed had been sent to Istanbul for studies and to learn how to be independent. He returned to Zagrebri holiday. Jafar was a proud father because, alone, he'd raised his children into hardworking, independent and very intelligent people. He'd lost his wife two years after Sada was born. You are welcome. He kissed her forehead and she laughed. Asterisk asterisk asterisk. The next day, it wasn't still surprising that the prince hadn't come down for breakfast or lunch. It was past one in the afternoon. And he was probably still asleep. His parents didn't bother this time as they were busy. Making sure the arrangements for the evening's ball were being made. Whether Assad liked it or not. He would attend it and meet Joe. Sada. Your father will give you a list of names of very important people that will attend the ball tonight. The queen told the young girl. That afternoon. Yes. My queen. You know all of them because your father has probably told you about them. They are royal friends and highly recognized personalities. Here, you know how my son is. The woman shook her head in disappointment. He knows none. And to avoid embarrassment, you'll go everywhere with him. Tonight. And make him greet all these people. It's his duty as crown prince. To gain their favor. Go everywhere with him. And make sure the last person he greets is Joe's father and family, so that, he can spend some time with her, right after, after that, you can let him be. Okay, your majesty, should I also stay with him, until he's done talking with Joe, Sada asked. No, immediately he starts talking with her, you leave, I want them to spend some time together so they get to know each other a little. The queen regained her fancy seat. Hopefully, he will learn to appreciate her and just then, we'll fix things up for a wedding. With Joe, Sada asked, a hint of amusement in her tone. Yes, my dear, poor girl, Sada thought an amusement. She didn't know the Jove but already felt bad for her, or amused. Rather, who could survive a day alone, with Assad? If you won't be needing my services anymore, my queen. I would love to return to my duties right away. Yes you can. Dear. Sada bowed and left the place. Asterisk. Sada will show you every single person you have to greet. And how. She'll tell you whom is whom and what you should discuss with them. Understood. Jafar asked the prince that evening. While he dressed and prepared. It was past six and the guests were quickly arriving. Yeah. Assad rubbed his forehead. His head was still hurting from last night's hangover. It was by miracle that he'd made it back home. Safely. It was stupid of him to have driven in that state. He could died. Need an aspirin? Jafar asked. I, I think. That'll teach you to act like an airhead. The next time. Jafar mused. The language. Jafar. Assad joked. Chuckling a little and taking a seat. He was still a little dizzy. Jafar went to get an aspirin, then returned and made him drink it. Just then, his phone rang. It was his daughter calling. He excused himself and he picked the call. Hello father, if the prince is ready, 
I'm ready to teach him the little he needs to know before the important guests arrive. Okay, I'll send him downstairs. Jafar hung up and turned to the prince. Sada is waiting. You'll have to pass through the gardens so the arriving guests don't see you. Hmm, I wonder how I'm going to retain all she's going to tell me. The time is limited. If you hadn't slept all morning and afternoon, you would've had the time. I plead. Guilty. But don't worry. She'll stick with you for help until you are done greeting the main people. Okay. Then, he stood. Feeling better. How do I look? Like a responsible prince. And you'll have to act like one tonight. I know right. He looked at himself in a glass. This marriage stuff is killing me. I hope Joe is very beautiful. That ought to make things a little easier. I have seen her before. Daughter of Mr. Raymond Hassan. A beautiful young woman. I used the word, Vri. Assad mused. I need her to be prettier than every woman I've ever met in servant girl in this palace. On a score from 1 to 10. How many do you give her? He asked and the man laughed. Please. Jafar. Assad insisted. Fine. She's probably an eight. Eight. Oh. Sounds good. Assad said proudly. Hopefully. We'll get along. I hope so. He fixed himself one last time. Time to go. Assad's POV. I felt a little more enthusiastic after Jafar had told me. Joe was an eight. And now. I was quite impatient to meet her. I made my way through the huge gardens and carved bushes. In search of Sada, the guards greeted and so did some other servants that I'd come across. I was thinking about getting myself a whiskey bottle. After the ball, when I finally spotted Sada, at a distance, she was staring in front of her and had not seen me approaching from the side. On seeing her, I froze for about a second or so. She was gorgeous. Sada rarely applied makeup. I had never seen her with some. On, but now she'd applied some and even her dressing was a little more sophisticated. She was naturally pretty, and the accessories just added to it. Other than that, she was annoying and kind of challenging. I tried not to dislike her, because she was Jafar's daughter. But honestly, deep down, I disliked her, and it was very evident. She disliked me too, maybe even more, but it's not like I gave a damn. Fact was, Sada was a little brat and had that little bossy nature. About her, I absolutely hated that attitude. She finally saw me approaching and turned to me. Good evening, your highness. She bowed a little. Good evening, please, follow me to the open lounge. She led the way and I followed. We sat in the lounge that was in the middle of one of the huge gardens. So, I started. Start telling me about these people. Assad's POV. Finally, Sada was done telling me what I had to know. It was finally a few minutes past seven and places were already dark. There was noise from the huge ballroom and music. The soiree had fully begun. Sada received a text on her phone and stood. It's time for you to appear in front of the guests. She said and I stood. Okay. I forgot to tell you. You look absolutely stunning. I admitted and she seemed surprised. Ah, uh, thank you, your majesty. 
Shall we leave? Yes, we shall. She led the way and I followed. We got to the ballroom's building and it was beautifully decorated as usual. There were some guests still arriving. Beautiful belly dancers performing and there were even fire spitters. Sada rushed ahead and informed the guards at the door to prepare and announce my entrance. As always. Then she joined me once again. A minute after, the royal trumpets were blown and I could hear the noise inside. Subside. It was the same routine at every party or ball. Organized in the palace. I appeared before the people. First. And then my parents. Sometime after. I just loved having all the attention. All eyes on me. Prepare to welcome. Assad USAD. Son of the Sultan and Crown Prince of Zagar. A guard announced as I walked down the red carpet outside. Approaching the entrance. Sada was behind me but at a considerable distance. The trumpets were blown one last time and I finally walked in through the huge entrance. Everyone bowed his or her head as sign of respect. Welcome, lovely people of Zagar. I said with a smile and everyone looked up. Smiling back. Have fun. Tonight. Be our wonderful guests. Eat. Drink and forget your worries. That was the similar bullshit I was obliged to say almost every single time there was a ceremony or so. The people cheered and clapped. Have a wonderful time. Music. The music was played. The belly dancers continued performing. The people cheered and went on with their fun activities, dancing, chatting and drinking. I rolled my eyes and turned to a smiling sod. Duh. What's funny? I asked. You were great. Your Majesty, the people seem pleased with how you made your entrance. She said with a little bow. MMM. Whatever. I grabbed a glass of champagne from a servant's tray. So, where are all the boring people? I'm supposed to greet. And back to his bad manners. Sada mumbled. Unaware I'd heard. Excuse me. I asked with wide eyes and a little frown. What did you just say? I don't know what you are talking about. My prince. Your ears are playing tricks. She said in the most innocent and ignorant manner ever. I wished I could cut her tongue. She did it every time. Her sudden sarcastic comments pissed me off at times. She was this daring because she knew how much I loved and appreciated her father. And knew I would not dare to hurt her. But if she kept getting on my nerves. I would have to teach her an unforgettable lesson. Just keep trying me. Sada. I muttered. Annoyed. Just keep. Trying me. I added and sipped my drink. Looking around and trying to spot the prettiest women. I felt Sada's eyes staring intensively at me. I turned and caught her. The look she'd been giving me. Was one that could kill. And she didn't even look away after I'd caught her. Her boldness only made me want to slap her. Why the fuck are you staring at me? I asked. Piston frowning for real. Want something? She looked away immediately. Clearly intimidated now. Yeah. Keep your eyes off me. I scoffed. After a few seconds of silence. She spoke again. That's a minister. She said. Pointing at a man and his wife. Mr. Osmanyera. Let's go so you greet him. Fine. I finished my drink and got rid of the glass. Let's go. After greeting everyone I had to. 
It was time for me to finally meet Mr. Raymond. And of course, Joe. There he is. Sada said and I approached him. Mr. Raymond. I called and the man turned. He smiled immediately and I smiled back. Welcome. I said. Thank you very much. My prince. He bowed. We started to discuss about boring things that I had to pretend I was interested in. He introduced his wife to me and blah blah blah. Finally, the time I'd been awaiting arrived. I sent a servant to go get my daughter. She went to greet some family friends. Okay. I smiled. Oh, here she comes. The man said proudly and pointed at his daughter. I turned, impatient. As she came closer, I wasn't going to lie to myself. I was very disappointed. She was beautiful. Yes. But Jafar had said she was an eight. I was seeing a six and a half. She was probably an eight or ten to many other men. But to me, she was a six. I'd expected her to be way more prettier than Sada. Because honestly, Sada was an eight or even nine. And if I had to find a woman for myself, she had to be prettier than my assistant and any other servant girl in the palace. My prince. She smiled and curtsied. My daughter. Joe. Mr. Raymond stated. Proudly. Welcome. Joe. I grabbed her hand and kissed it. She had her first degree. Recently. And she's now furthering her studies. As a law student. Mr. Raymond said. Pretty. And with brains. I complimented and this clearly made her parents happier as they smiled like idiots. I turned to look for Sada and come up with an excuse so I could leave. But she was long gone. Guess I'm forced to stick with Joe. I thought. Trying hard not to roll my eyes. Her parents were staring at me. Like they were impatiently waiting for me to invite her for a dance or walk. I was stuck. Well. Let me try to get to know her. Maybe she's cool to be with. I'm not gonna die. Am I? Would you mind? If I borrow your daughter for a walk. I reluctantly asked her happy parents. Not at all. My prince. Thank you. Holding Joe's fingers in my hand. I excused myself and led her out of the ballroom and into the beautifully lighted gardens. Finally. Alone. She stated. Rolling her eyes. My parents are kind of sticky. Sorry. She mused. It's fine. I mused so. Joe. Where do you study? I used to study in England but now I study in Istanbul. Oh. Nice. We walked down the paths. So. Tell me. She went on are you single? Seriously. They're trying to force me into marrying your ass. Of course I'm single. For the moment. Yes. I gave her the most forced smile. Ever. Guess that makes us. Two. Oh how surprising. I never thought. The sarcasm in my mind was without limit. Really? I asked and she giggled. Surprising. Right. I bet you are wondering. How's it possible that a hottie like me is still single? She joked. Nope. Nope. I'm not wondering at all. Ha ha ha. You are so confident. I chuckled. So tell me. Joe. Describe yourself in a few words. I want to know more about you. And be honest. I smiled. Sure. 
I'm not ashamed of who I am. Okay. I'm all ears. I'm quite a talkative. She giggled. Yeah. I noticed. Okay. I chuckled. I'm sweet. Though. But I hate to be bossed around. I'm most likely to be bossy. Can't blame me. I'm an independent woman and I don't need a man to tell me what to do. Hem. That's good to know. What is your type of man? Rich. She joked and I laughed. And that's it. Honesty. I like sweet dudes. Loyal and with that submissive side. Well. That's not me. TSK. I was already bored as F. I wasn't even listening to her anymore. She was too honest and talkative. She wasn't even trying to cover things up. She poured everything out. Even some things that were a little embarrassing. I was so close to telling her. I've heard enough. I'm not interested in knowing you. Anymore. And I do hope not to spend the rest of my life with you. Full stop and bye. But before I could break her. I spotted Jeff R. I stared intently at him until he noticed someone was staring at him and turned. I gave him that look that screamed H-E-L-P. As expected. My favorite person in that palace. Approached me. Your Majesty. He bowed and then greeted Joe. Yes Jeff R. Sorry to interrupt. But your father has requested to see you. Of course it was a beautiful lie. I'm right behind you. I turned to Joe. We'll continue our conversation. Later. I'll be waiting. My prince. She smiled and curtsied. Keep waiting. Good riddance. Girl. Bye. I smiled back and left with an amused Jeff R. Thanks for listening to the Brava Novel Audiobook. Welcome to download the Brava Novel APP. Read the novel Royalty Gone Bad online and get the latest updates.